You choose Columbus Business First every week to give you the inside industry intelligence for nearly every business sector in central Ohio. And Columbus Business First chose Crate Media as its official podcast partner for its unique show, Women of Influence, now 70 episodes strong. With 4 million shows, hundreds of millions of listeners, and industry advertising revenues approaching $4 billion, podcasting is the fastest growing audio medium in the U.S. From law to medical, construction to automotive, retail to real estate, every brand has a story. Let Crate Media help tell yours. Visit crate.media slash CBF to learn more about how we can help while receiving a free one-hour casting session with our expert producers, which will help to uncover and shape your company's branded podcast. To learn more about sponsoring Columbus Business First Women of Influence podcast, please email Advertising Director Steve Hewitt at shewitt at bizjournals.com to get started. That's S-H-E-W-I-T-T at bizjournals.com. This is Eleanor Kennedy, Assistant Managing Editor of Columbus Business First and the host of this podcast, Women of Influence. This podcast features conversations with Columbus's leading women in business in which they talk about how they gained power, how they keep it, and how other women can follow in their footsteps. Today we're chatting with Jody Bear, Chief Innovation Officer for the Columbus Regional Airport Authority. Thanks for joining us, Jody. Thank you for having me. Now, so I wanted to start because you are fairly fresh into your role, right? You just started at the beginning of the year? I did. So can you just tell me a little bit about your path to the position? Where were you before you came to Columbus and sort of what attracted you to the opportunity? Sure. So I should start by saying I've actually been a longtime resident of Columbus. I moved here when I was 18 and built my career here actually for the first 23 years. And, um, had a great opportunity over a year ago to move to Las Vegas to lead advanced mobility initiatives for the Regional Transportation Commission. So I was gone for a year and then came back to Columbus. Let's see, my career has been pretty versatile. I started as an executive admin in nonprofit and quickly learned through that role that I had a knack for technology and um, had a great opportunity to work under the the director of IT who kind of showed me the ropes of uh, what it means to be in a tech field and went to night school full time while working there. Wow. And then from, yeah, it was great. And from <laughs> that point, I uh, went to Sterling Commerce. So um, went from nonprofit to a very large corporation of Sterling Commerce, which is now um, owned by Global um, by IBM. But I developed some leadership skills there and uh, learned that I really enjoy that and became a young manager. I was 23 and was running a global IT organization that included a lot of travel to Europe. And through that experience, I learned a lot about transformational leadership and what it was like to um, work in a global organization and merge like five different IT teams into one to become a centralized IT organization. And then not long after that, so I was there for five years and decided I wanted to try what it would be like to be in a small family-owned business. Uh, so went to a local business here in Columbus and worked in a variety of roles, spent eight years of my career there. And uh, the beautiful thing about working for a small family-owned business is you get to wear so many hats. So while my foundation was IT, uh, I had a great opportunity to learn 
the ins and outs of all aspects of the business. So it gave me a really good business acumen which led me to wanting then after that to try different entrepreneurial roles. Mm -hmm. uh, so I joined organizations um, that were in a startup mode and helped run operations for them. And that took me into um, consolidations and mergers and acquisitions for global IT organizations, which took me more to um, Asia than Europe. So I had experienced Europe earlier in my career and then Asia later in my career. After that, I started my own business. So I started Foresight Management Solutions and did my own thing for a couple of years. And that led me to Smart Columbus and some of the innovation work that I've been doing over the last three years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you ever miss being your own boss? It was quite a transition to go from having my own business to back into a, a role and working in government um, with the city of Columbus on the Smart Columbus program. But, uh, you know, it's tough. You know, I, um, there are aspects that I miss to being my own boss. But what I didn't, what I don't miss is wondering what's next. Mm -hmm. You know, the hunting for the next order that's going to keep the business sustainable. Well, though we're all now wondering what's next in a big way <laughs> with the whole world. No doubt. <laughs> so yeah, tell me a little bit more about kind of what you came into the airport hoping to achieve and how, if at all, the pandemic has affected sort of the vision you had for, for innovation at the airport. Well, coming into the airport, I mean, it was so awesome to be presented the opportunity to, to be the first um, chief innovation officer and come back home to Columbus here. And, you know, my vision coming in was to work with the community and, and my colleagues on what we can do to create a better passenger experience and how, how we keep improving upon um, those experiences here at the airport. You know, the pandemic just shaped that thinking a little bit differently. It's still about the passenger experience, but it's putting more emphasis on how do we build confidence from our passengers and traveling through the airport um, with an eye on safety and um, mitigating health risks while traveling. Perhaps before the pandemic that our, our focus was a little less about that and more about just the goods and services that we can provide passengers to make the best experience for them, where now it's introducing different technologies or methodologies so that we can help build, build the confidence of our, of our travelers. Could you give me an example of a way that you're using technology to do that now? Well, we, we haven't implemented a, a lot of things just yet because it's still all very new and we're yeah. going through the vetting process but there are you know there are solutions out there around like body temperature temperature thermal scanning there's uh we contactless experiences so how for instance our our parking systems are now contactless um so that just means there's no person-to-person -person interaction everything's handled by by the individual those are some examples that we're that we're looking at. What about from a personal level? I guess it, you know, it helped that you were kind of coming back to an area that you knew, but what was it like just to start a new job and then have this crazy thing happen two months later? Oh my goodness. Well, it even more has been just settling, you know, moving across the country mm -hmm. um, and uh, in a span of eight weeks and starting a new job. Um, it's been it was really crazy, you know, I mean, just, it's, it's 
interesting to come in, you know, you come into a new job and you have to, you learn new people and new processes and methodologies and um, you're, you're coming to terms with what your role is and eight weeks is hardly enough time to do that. And then boom, the pandemic hits and um, you've got to kind of pivot your thinking. It's, it's not about getting yourself acclimated anymore. It's about you know, in our case, um, I needed to work with the team here and figure out how we get our systems ready for a work from home model. And uh, there was a, there were there were a lot of things that we needed to do to to make that happen. And uh, I have an awesome team that um, together we were able to do that in, in pretty short order. So it was uh, a lot of long hours and um, just muscling through. And do you feel like now? Well, I guess you said you're sort of figuring out this next step of some things you can implement to improve passenger safety and stuff like that. But do you feel a little more settled in to the, to the, the uh, being back in the area and at the new job and everything now? I do. You know, there's something to be said about just hitting the ground running. I've always been the kind of person that just dives right in and puts both feet in and you sink or swim, you know, sinking isn't an option. You just swim. <laughs> and that's, that's what we're doing here is. I've learned a lot. I've, I've had to learn a lot very quickly, um, just given the, the, the circumstances. So it's actually, it's been, it's been a good learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly something if you're ever interviewing for a job in the future and they ask like, tell me about a time you faced a challenging situation. You've got an answer, right? Ready to go. No doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. Well, let's see. Uh, we talked a lot about your background kind of at the beginning. So is, when you lived in Las Vegas, was that the only time you lived outside of uh, the Columbus area then? Well, I was born and raised in Indiana. Uh, oh, moved here in Indiana. when I was 18. Uh, worse off. Oh, okay. I'm from Small little Indiana. Town. Oh, okay. Yeah. My sister went to school at Valpo. Okay. Yeah. General area. Mm -hmm. We're right next to like Highland and Hammond. Um, but I played in many softball tournaments in Warsaw, Indiana. So I'm very- No kidding. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's my home ground. <laughs> But Columbus has been home since since I was 18. Got it. You know, there's been so much growth in the city recently. I imagine even in kind of the short time that you were away, did it did it feel a lot different when you came back from Las Vegas? And and sort of what do you think about the the growth and change that the city has seen in the past couple of years? Well, so I was gone for 13 months, and okay. in that 13 months, I, the construction hasn't stopped, which is always a good sign of the booming economy, right? Mm -hmm. And it, things look good for Columbus. But what I was really, really impressed by is the rejuvenation of Franklin 10 and how, how far that has come over, you know, just the year that I was gone. Like, mm -hmm. All the different buildings that went up, the, the mixed use buildings that are there and um, the, um, the new art community there that's that's established at Rich Street. Uh, it's just, I was really impressed by that in such a short period of time mm -hmm. getting accomplished. Yeah, it's really, a gravity is like very uh, impressive when you're over there now. We were just walking around that area recently and it, I've only lived here for a year and a half or so and, and the area definitely looks a lot different even in that time too. I guess about the same time that you yeah, left yeah. here. So, <laughs> Did you move here from Indiana? No, I moved here from Nashville, Tennessee. I, uh, so I'm okay. from Indiana, but I lived in Virginia for a while and then Nashville for a while and then I'm now back here. Um, let's see, just getting to know a little bit more about you kind of generally, how many hours a week would you say that you are working? 
Oh, um, on average, I would say 55, maybe to 60. Okay. It depends on what's going on. And, you know, with my, while I oversee innovation, I have technology responsibilities too. So Mm -hmm. with tech, you know, a variety of things can happen that might shape how many hours you work in a day. (laughs) And do you feel, is that a level you're comfortable at? Do you wish that you could detach a little bit more or is that sort of, you know, the right balance for you? I feel like it's the right balance. My whole philosophy pretty much over my career has been that work is a part of me and who I am. So the, my worlds personally and professionally blend together. It's work has been a big part of my life. My career has been um, my kids who are now adults, um, young adult children, but they, they come to know all my work experiences because it's just all the worlds blend. <laughs> uh, so I, I wouldn't have it any other way, any other way. I really don't have a hobby. Work is my hobby. So, I, well, my next question was going to be, what do you do to unwind after a stressful day? But now I don't know what the answer is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I love, um, I love to go for walks and running. I'm a, I used to be a huge runner. As I've gotten older, I haven't been as disciplined in my running, but it's still something I very much enjoy doing. I love being outside. Anything I can do outdoors, I, I will appreciate and find relaxation in that. Uh, and then going to the gym. All right, now it's very, very hot outside, so it is difficult to mm-hmm. go for walks, but <laughs> it's been- Oh yeah, it is. It's been a big part of my pandemic life is trying to take <laughs> as many walks as possible. So I feel you on that. Well, this is kind of a general question and stumbling back a little bit to the, more about your career, but in your time in, in technology, you can, this is a pretty general question, like I said, so really take this any direction you want, but what's been your experience? Um, you know, it's certainly a sector that's thought of as male dominated. Have you felt, you know, have you been aware of being the only woman in, woman in the room at times? Um, or, or has that not really been a, a factor on your career and your development? Well, most definitely earlier in my career, that was a thing. So my, my career took off in the 90s, you know, mid to late 90s, it was largely men. And still, I would say is, is dominated by men, but I'm seeing more and more women go into the IT field, especially as data and um, analytics become a part of the technology portfolio. There's, I see more women coming into into the field, many of times I noticed, you know, that I was the only woman in the room. And what's, you know, interesting about that experience is when you're the only woman, even though I was of peer status, men would look to me to be the one to take the notes in the meeting or order lunch if it was a lunch meeting. It's just, or, you know, in in terms of, uh, like going outside of work and doing things, I would find out about all my male counterparts going out to a happy hour, but I wasn't invited to come along. So mm-hmm. there's definitely examples where I can point to feeling like I'm different, you know, like I'm, I'm clearly um, being asked to do different things or not being included in different things that are happening because I'm one that doesn't look like the other, I guess. How would you handle those situations or, or in retrospect, do you maybe wish you have handled some of those types of things differently? I'm not a huge uh, 
I'm a disruptor in, in some regards when it comes to technology and pushing the boundaries. But when it comes to those type of experiences, I would just, I would be aware of them and mm -hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't say much. I would just, just roll with it. I would say, especially because I was younger, you know, I was in my mid to late twenties and still finding my voice. Now, if those circumstances were to happen, I would um, suggest that somebody else take the notes in the meeting, mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's somebody else's turn, you know, or mm -hmm. invite myself along. You know, I've definitely mm -hmm. found the confidence in myself at this point in my life to, if I'm feeling excluded or I'm not being invited, but I'd like to be a part of something, I'll just say, hey, would you mind if I join? Mm -hmm. um, where maybe in my younger years, um, didn't feel that the confidence to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's definitely a challenge for, especially for women, but for people, you know, across industries when you're younger, it's hard to, to kind of make that space for yourself. So, well, that relates well to the kind of the last question I like to ask, which is what advice would you offer to a young woman, you know, entering your field today? Yeah, just what's the biggest advice you might give her if she wants to, to be successful in the IT technology innovation industry? Recognize that change is constant and embrace it. Be comfortable with change. Um, and, and that would be a general piece of advice for anybody. Be comfortable leading through tough times. Uh, trust in your experience and uh, lean into the team for subject expertise. And as women, especially, I know I feel this about, about myself and where I'm at in my career is I didn't get here alone. You know, I think we have to raise others up and uh, recognize that when you've arrived, that your, your job, and I definitely see it as mine, is to um, elevate others and extend uh, any opportunity there is to, to help another person out um, in their career, um, because I'd be willing to bet that nobody gets there alone. So mm -hmm. we have to kind of pay it forward. Great. Well, I think that's a terrific note to end on. And I really appreciate you taking the time. So thanks so much, Jody. It was great to chat with you. Thank you. Likewise. Take care. <laughs>